0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. Roy Green sure. Your experience in Canadian emergency rooms or a family member, friend, in the last two years. We're going to take lots of time for your calls. Lots of time. Let's start with Kirk in Calgary. Kirk calling the Roy Green Show. Kirk, thank you. And what's your story? What can you share with us?
1: Well, in 2020, I had a massive heart attack at work. And uh, the ambulance took me to a hospital here in Calgary. And uh, I laid in emergency for, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 60-some hours. 60 hours. Yeah. That's two and a half before days. Hmm? That's two That's and a half alive. days. <laughs> but it was 60-some hours laying in a little room in emergency. Sure, they kept coming, checking on you and stuff like that before they got you into uh, regular hospital. Kirk,
0: Kirk, hold on a sec. Were, were you being treated at that time or just being observed? Just being
1: observed. Hooked up to. That's a scary. Machine. I know. But Roy, it's worse today yeah,
0: but let me let me ask you this so so after 60 hours, what did they do for you
1: once they discovered that you had a, well, they did uh they did a whole bunch of uh, uh, tests on me and they found the problem and then they uh rectified the problem, put in a loop recorder in my chest, and uh sent me on my way. You could have and, died in that 60 hours. Yeah, well, a lot of other people
0: are. Kirk, thank you for the call. 1-800-263-2428. All right. I think it's Matt is it MET in Wadena, Saskatchewan. Hi, Matt. Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Good. What's your experience?
2: Well, I had to go to an ER at one of our local regional hospitals and I, I simply wasn't impressed with the, with the kind of care they received, um, or I received, and 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 the physicians that are that are working there. And from my point of view, it seems like in rural Saskatchewan, we have almost no kids who grew up in Saskatchewan working in the hospitals as the doctors. Uh, there, there seems to be a big disconnect, uh, and we get doctors in from all over the world. And I'm not saying they're not. They're not qualified or anything like that, but they're they're never really part of the community. They're just here for a year or two passing through on their way to a big center like Toronto or Vancouver, and it seems like they must get some sort of conditional license to practice in Saskatchewan. And once they get qualified properly, then they just move on.
0: Roy at RoyGreenshow dot com is the email. This is from Donna. Remember Roy, there's no meal tray going to those people waiting either. My husband asked for something to eat as he missed the window for Timmy's because he didn't want to miss his name being called. A nurse shared her her sandwich with him. Bless her heart. I really mean it. Thanks, Roy. God bless a person if they're diabetic. Diabetic, rather. And in the queue waiting, cheers, Donna. Thank you, Donna. 800-263-2428 is our number. Your experience in Canadian hospital ERs. Let's push this. Back to Matt in Woodena, Saskatchewan. So if I understood, Matt, uh, am I pronouncing your name correctly, by the way? Yes, you are. Okay. So your concern is that the ERs in Saskatchewan, which has a much smaller population than most of the, certainly the larger provinces in Canada, are being used as a stopgap by doctors Moving ahead in their careers, so they come to Saskatchewan for a little while, and then they're gone, and the, any continuity with the with the community is lost.
2: There's absolutely no continuity. They're not part of the community. Lots of them, probably 10, 15, 20, 25 percent commute in from Toronto and Vancouver, and they, they live in those cities, and they just come here to work. And and we we really shouldn't. Uh, be happy about that because you're talking about incomes that approach half a million, three quarters of a million, a million dollars a year, and, and that income isn't staying in suspense.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think ER docs make a million a year.
2: Well, they make a half million.
0: Maybe. 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 But anyway, well, the the point is the management of the system so it properly looks after the people who are paying for it. Matt, thank you very much in Saskatchewan. Edwin is in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And uh, what's your experience, Edwin? Uh,
3: uh, Roy, I love your show, by the way. I just want to point that out, but I'm so glad you're on the air. Um, my father in law, he's a great man, okay? I'm not going to get into details of who he is. He's like lots of other Canadians uh, just like him. He's in his 80s. Uh, his uh, heart gave way a couple weeks ago. He was losing consciousness. He was in the ambulance for 10 hours waiting to get into the hospital. Once he was in the hospital, he waited another three hours to be seen by the doctor who then looked after him, diagnosed what was going on. But that's a long time for a person to be waiting who's paid into the system all his life and then some. It's very... uh, I'm not going to let it demoralize me because I think that's the whole point of all this. I'm not going to let it but canada is very demoralized right now in our healthcare system as well.
0: Well look there's there's hundreds of thousands of surgeries that have been postponed including cancer surgeries. There are patients with very serious illnesses, cardiac, again cancer, who are not being treated. They're they're not being treated. They just, they just can't get into they can't get in to be seen. And uh, and the subsequent res, the, the, the the you know the response to that it's clear. Now, I don't want to come down hard on, on the docs and the nurses, Edmund, because they're overwhelmed in those ERs. You know, they, they, they prioritize based on, based on the um, triage that's done when the patient comes in. They don't always, don't always get it right, but that's a hell of a long time. Ten hours in the ambulance with a failing heart. I'm sure the paramedics must have been on the radio saying, Get my patient into your ER now.
3: Three different paramedic crews actually took over while he was there, That, like throughout their shift. And you know, he said throughout the whole time, the paramedics, the nurses in the hospitals, they were the salt of the earth and the, do- the doctor ultimately. It's just the system was not working properly.
0: Yeah. Thanks very much, Edwin in Niagara Falls. We pay a lot of money. I mean, the $100 billion-a-year figure is old. That's an old number. It's way more than that now. In Delta, British Columbia, calling the Roy Green Show. We're talking about emergency room experiences in the last couple of years. 1-800-263-2428 is our number. Gord is in Delta, Hi, Gord.
1: Hi, Roy. Enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, like you referenced earlier, we've been talking about this for 30 years. Uh, My niece had an episode of pancreatitis, waited for, she was in the emergency room for days, eventually got treated, never did. She spent a week in hospital, never got out of the hallway. Her cot was in the hallway the entire time.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this was pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. It's only gotten worse. And one of the quick points I want to make is just a dysfunctional culture of big government. I'm in business. They call me at the end of the year. I have money left in my budget. What can I buy? Are you kidding me? Put the money back in the pot. There's only one taxpayer. This is on every level of government. It's not just the medical system. It's the mismanagement of the entire pile. It's brutal. We're going to hell in a handbasket. Don't know how to fix it, but more of the same isn't going to do it.
0: No, it isn't going to do it. What's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Thank you, Gord. Appreciate your call in Delta, British Columbia doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result in Edmonton, Derek on the Roy Green show. Thanks for calling Derek.
4: Hey Roy. So, uh, This past year has been particularly harsh for me in terms of medical stuff. Um, First, I was diagnosed with diabetes. um, And then I was diagnosed with uh, C. difficile, which is a bacterial infection, and salmonella at the same time. Oh, my God. Uh, Then it was an umbilical hernia. And uh, after that, it was a second bout of salmonella. So my, my worst waiting time in the ERs was about 12 hours and I'm, I'm actually really happy with the way everything worked out for me with, uh, with the hospitals that I was in. Good. Um, generally the wait time was around between four to seven hours and, um, I was, I was treated with very, very good respect. Um, if I, uh, if my blood sugars were low, they would give me cookies and juice. Um, it was, it was quite pleasant, actually.
0: You know, a nothing against, times... hey, Derek, nothing against the, the professionals, the healthcare professionals. They yeah. worked their fingers to the bone.
4: There was, there was a couple of times where I had to be treated in the waiting room itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, my my condition wasn't as serious as some of those that were going in.
0: Well, it sounds to me like it was serious. So you had a, you had a multiples of issues, and four to seven hours is still a long time. It would be. It's interesting, you know, that four to seven hours you you deem that to be not too bad in the real world. If it were operating properly, no pun intended, it wouldn't be four to seven hours. You'd be seen in an hour and a half. Look in. Here's here's the situation. So in in 2000, 24 years ago, I had a serious cardiac issue, and we talked about it on the air. We had did a whole thing on on on, on health, heart health after I got out of the hospital, and um, I, I waited four months to to be seen it turned out that my left anterior descending artery was 99% blocked. Although my current cardiologist, who was on the scene at the time, said, Roy, you weren't 99% blocked. You were 100% blocked. And And the surgeon who took care of me this was on a Tuesday. Said you wouldn't have made it until Friday, and so but you still wait. You know, four months is a hell of a long time to wait for a, a preliminary diagnosis and then a more more direct diagnosis through nuclear testing, leading to an angiogram, uh, and then an angioplasty and a stent. People die waiting. I'm glad you didn't, Derek. I appreciate the call. Thanks for listening. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com is the email address. Steve writes this. Roy, I had a prostate procedure last year, involved opening up the channel. All went well, until about five days later at home, when I could not pee due to a blockage. I went to emergency in Victoria late at night. I was the only one in emergency. I waited five hours in agony and could have suffered a burst bladder or kidney until my wife begged for a catheter. I survived okay, we we were talking about if you know if, if if there's a doctor, a nurse paramedic, someone who's engaged in the other side of the equation, delivering health care in the emergency settings, I'd like to talk to you. We have Scott on the line in Calgary, and Scott, I understand that uh, you have a ER experience and and one of your relatives is a paramedic. Thanks for joining us.
5: Hi, Roy, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I personally had a kidney stone. And uh, I want to speak positively about the healthcare system. I was in immediately, banged on the glass, couldn't stand up. They took me in and took care of me. Um, So that's a positive experience. I understand that that's not typical, but I have to say that uh, they treated me very well. Good. On the other hand, um, I have a relative who is a paramedic, and they have a lot of concern. This addresses an issue that you talked about, oh, half an hour ago that behooves us to take care of our health. When she goes out to the field, quite often with drug overdoses, um, they will help the individual and uh, then have to come back again uh, within a couple hours to the same individual for another overdose. Some will even decline naloxone because it takes the high away. Now, I can't speak to the social ills that are behind this issue. But this is one of the things that I believe is also causing a problem Mm -hmm. with our healthcare industry that we do need to take accountability for our own health. I don't know how to fix this problem, but somebody up above should be addressing it.
0: You know, I've gotten into trouble for saying this in the past, but I'll say it again. We really should have professionals from the private sector managing the healthcare system people who understand the responsibility of a dollar and don't just look to the government to provide you with an operating budget before. I mean, you get the money regardless. You get the money up front. So what's, what's, what's incumbent on you? Spend the damn money because if you don't, next year you won't get as much.
5: Yeah,
0: That's a big problem. Uh, I'm so glad yeah. that they took care of you, um, you know, last year. I don't know if, I mean, I've talked about this, and I'm not going to talk about it much anymore, but I was rushed into an ER in Oakville, Ontario. I was two to three hours from being dead. The doctors there thought I wasn't going to make it, but I'm a stubborn cuss, and they did take care of me wonderfully, Um, and they're they're great people, but they're working under tremendous handicap, as as your friend, as your family member, the paramedic is.
5: Yes, they are. And I'm so glad they took care of you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wish things could be changed a little bit, but uh, I'm no, an old Yeah, that would be changed a lot, I take Scott. take
0: care of my health. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Thank you very much. It's so true. We do have a personal responsibility. And if we continue to abuse our health, simply because we know somebody's going to take care of us, what you're doing is taking away medical care from somebody else who needs it. Oh, yeah, I know that nobody's responsible for anything anymore. It's my right. I'm entitled to my entitlements. Anne in London, Ontario, thank you for calling, Anne.
6: Oh, oh, thank you. Um, I had a horrific fall last year and broke my leg and was in murderous pain in the ER, and it took many, many hours. Um, I, I'm just going to say something that I think people aren't... Uh, Kind of factoring into this, um, I know in the hospital itself, not necessarily the ER, but I was in the hospital for weeks, and I've never seen a more disorganized mess in a hospital setting in my life. And honestly, part of it is I think all those wonderful older nurses, all those older baby boomer nurses have retired. And boy, can you see the difference.
0: Okay. So let me just, let me just counter that. By saying when I was in the hospital last year, when I got out of the ER and they put me in the intensive care unit for four days, where I went on a very interesting um, mental journey, that was all fueled by imagination and whatever they were putting in my body. But then and afterward, the nurses, God bless them, they're all well. Ninety percent of them were young, and they were they were absolutely. Wonderful. And so maybe it's the hospital, maybe it's the situation, but what you experienced, nobody should.
6: Well, I think it's both. Now, to be fair, I was moved to another floor, which was normal, and there were some nice young people, and it was organized. It was the way it should be, but there was one floor, and uh, it was shocking, and it still is. I've I've never seen anything like it.
2: Did you report it? didn't even
6: have, pardon?
2: Did you report
0: it?
6: No, because I was uh, so distraught and on so much medication. I, I, I don't know what to do about it, because there's a number of different things that okay. went on that wasn't good. I understand.
0: And in London, Ontario, thank you so much for listening to us on AM 980, no doubt. Thanks, everybody, for your calls. Thanks for listening today. We have a lot coming up. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts,